ladies and gentlemen, and we've already started it. Come well, come well. What? Come well and come on. Stop. What are you doing? Stop getting us copyright strikes. Yeah, well, it's because I tried to load up the stream and it decided I have to play an ad. You do. We got to get that money. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Tal, that's our fault. Yeah, that's the, we ha- we can we have no one to blame but yeah. fear itself. So I mean, if if you want to take that up with the administrator, um, you should get on that. Yeah, give him a call. It's probably not far away. <laughs> Hello, Mister Mister Tal. <laughs> Me, it, sir. Sorry, it has come I, to I our attention just, that are checking. I I normally have the fucking chat and shit loaded first, but unfortunately, since this phone is a Oh my god. Well, I'm, Piece of fucking garbage. Considering oh that I'm god. saving I'm saving 10 to 15% by switching to Telus right now, so to uh, on car insurance by switching to Geico. Why are you switching to Telus? Because it's <clears throat> going to be like a quarter of well, maybe not a quarter, like a third of what I pay for internet right now for enough download and more upload. How how much would it cost? Because like my internet's, I think uh, after tax eighty three. I'm, I'm currently talking to Riley. Oh yeah, because mine would be mine right now is eighty three dollars for uh, one fifty. I, I pay a, uh, I pay a hundred for the hundred. Oh Jesus, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's one of the older plans. You got on with the. Uh, the two-year thing. The two-year thing. I did not. I was an employee at the time. Oh. I'm pretty sure you can get on it now, because when I called no, them... No, dude, when they fire you from Shaw... Damn it. When they fire you, you are less than garbage. Nothing. No discounts. Nothing. No, but you can... The, that two-year contract isn't like a promo thing. It's just a thing that exists with Shaw that I, you can get. I haven't been super satisfied with my service in over anyway oh well uh, as long as you're okay with i mean fucking it's, port it's blocking right i mean hmm. that's that's the big problem hmm. for me they block ports uh yeah but i can so they block the rdp port they block and welcome to uh, charges 80 uh many ports yeah <laughs> there's basically anything that could possibly have anything to do with connecting to a server for anything that's in your house mm, they block I, that port i forgot about that yeah so when i was on telus what i had to do was uh uh i actually had to get an amazon aws account uh and then with the AWS account, I set up a, a like a basically a jump box server that then connects into my house. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, it. I mean, and technically, I mean, theoretically, that is a more secure way to handle things. But yeah, yeah, it. I mean that would be more of an issue if I did most things, but given that I'm starting to host a few things online, such as, like, is that going to affect the Minecraft server I currently have running? 
Uh, depends on what port you run the well, Minecraft server on. I mean, well, I mean, most things can be changed, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal, is it? Yeah, well, I just, I hated it because I have the websites that I host, and I, you can't do it. I had to have the external jump box uh, in order to have my websites operate in a fashion where you didn't have to type in, like, you know, bullbits.com colon... 80, 81 to fucking get past their port blocking. So, uh, and I think there was another one that they blocked that had something to do with file sharing, but I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, anything that's like, like they block SQL, they block SMTP, they block, I mean, uh, FTP, <laughs> SSH, uh, RDP, SSL. As, as far as it goes, Right now, I'm more interested in saving money than about what ports I have access to. As far as download limitations, I don't do it a lot, so... Oh. Yeah, that was the other big one for me. Since Shaw doesn't meter anymore, um, they... Uh... <laughs> you can download your 30 terabytes. Well, that's the thing. I, mean, like, I, the... <clears throat> I hit three terabytes a month regularly, so TELUS... Yeah. <laughs> they... Well... I mean, as far as, you know, but as soon as I don't have a contract or a service plan with Shaw for six months, uh, I'm pretty much a new customer to them. So, yeah, I'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> I'll burn that bridge when I come to it. Yeah. I, you know, I wish I could <laughs> yeah. burn it all to the ground. The, uh, the, it, it's actually interesting. Speaking of, uh, fucking, um uh like jump boxes and stuff i've actually been working on locking down my online presence and oh yeah car said we didn't introduce ourselves i'm tal i'm roland i'm sick of this shit cool that's adam <laughs> um, yeah not fucking yeah, roland I, sick of this shit adam yeah i've been working on uh hardening my online presence a bit uh, including turning on two-factor authentication basically everywhere, including my own stuff. So, uh, like, my own uh, Nextcloud server that I have, because I don't trust Google or Dropbox or Box or OneDrive or any of them. Uh, I, uh, I have my own Nextcloud, which is basically just the same thing, except you host it yourself. Uh, and I actually now I've managed to turn on two-factor authentication on my own server, which is neat. Uh, I've also put everything behind Cloudflare, so my the, none of it links to my actual home IP, <laughs> which is uh, a good idea. Uh, and it's got some basic blocking going on. And then at a later point, I'm actually I actually have uh, the Cloudflare Geo. Uh, GOIP tracking turned mm. on. So then on all of my web servers, I'm just going to disable all of Russia and China and be like, nope, you don't get to access anything. That's racist. <laughs> well, the, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't need anybody You just in don't Russia. need Chinese people and Russia people in your life. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I, I don't need them hacking my servers is what I don't need. Oh, so you're saying that anyone that tries Fucking, to... I, I wanted to actually turn on the Cloudflare side, uh, full country blocking. 
Unfortunately, do you know what that fucking feature full, costs? Full country blocking. Yeah, you on Cloudflare, there is an option to block an entire country code. Is it like $50 a month per country? It's uh, five grand per month. Uh, it's insane. You got that. Don't worry about it. it. Like, that's the thing. In order to use it, you have to be on their enterprise account, which is fucking five grand. I was like, nope, I'm good. Thanks. That's cool. So, yeah, that's that's uh, what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> so we currently have Tal the Conspirator with us. Yeah. And uh, his plans for complete and total anonymity and security. Well, yeah. his, his, it's clear that all of his hard drives are filled with pertinent election information that yeah. could have swayed well, it's more just, the votes of the people. It's more just, I have the ability to do it and it's one of those things where i've kind of been wanting to do it i've just been lazy and been putting it off uh you know i'm also doing things like i'm ungoogling my email so i'm actually going to be closing my two gmail accounts pretty quick here i've managed i switched over to proton mail which is that's in switzerland on swiss servers where privacy laws are fucking pretty intense. And even then they're like, no, everything's encrypted forever. In fact, we generate a key pair for you. And then that's the only way to access your shit. By the way, if you lose your password, your shit's gone forever. Unless you give us a recovery email. Like hmm. they're just like, nope, it's, it's locked the fuck down. And you know, you know, Switzerland with like Swiss banks where the U.S. is like, hey, we need this person. And this Swi and Switzerland's like, eh, so nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so is there ever a point at which you consider that this might be going a little too extreme? Uh, I mean, for my level of importance, absolutely. It, this is ridiculous you're, you're, overkill. I, I like to think that's why oh. I made that tinfoil hat. And yeah. it's actually already been mentioned in well, the in the chat to get the hat out. And like that's the thing is I, I fully acknowledge that like for me, this is absolutely overkill. Do you want me to get it? It might be Um Yeah. Cool. Um I mean now they it, can no longer read your mind. I, I don't have anything I don't have anything important enough uh to warrant this level of security. I really don't. Which is um, what's so fascinating about watching you do it all. I, it's almost more of a hobby. It, uh, the other thing, too. I figured as much, like, nobody the, does that because... If you're doing that because you do think that people are trying to get your information that hard... Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, is for me, it's... In most cases, like, having a password over 12 characters and not making it mittens... Yeah. Well, it will keep you safe. The the other thing is uh, that I'm, you know, a fucking nobody right now. That doesn't mean that, like, at some point in my life, something will pop up and go horribly fucking wrong, and for some reason I'll become the target of everyone's rage. See, that, now you know what we call that what paranoia well <laughs> that's the thing is i'm fully <laughs> acknowledging that nobody gives a shit right now you are you but are, that doesn't mean that that can't change you are right? currently mel gibson in 
conspiracy theory. You're, you're <laughs> well, putting like, upside down beer bottles on your doorknob. Well, it, it's like that's a thing. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see like some sort of command center being built down here in preparation for the apocalypse, which you are certain is coming. That's what I envision for your no. future. It, it's just like all it would take is one YouTube video to go viral about the wrong thing and piss the wrong people off. And then suddenly I'm the internet's target. You, you know, like, we've been doing this podcast for a like, decade now. Like, like, like it, well, it, that doesn't matter. Just because we've been doing it for a while doesn't mean it's impossible, right? And no, I'm, I'm just not sure, like, what does having a Gmail have to do with your anonymity? Oh, that is a lot less to do with anonymity and a lot more to do with I don't like Google's tracking, which yeah. is the reason I don't use Chrome and the reason I run Ghostery and NoScript and AdBlock all at the same time on Firefox. And also I have it built into my router right now. So I have a host file blocking a bunch of other tracking sites. We're getting a bit technical at the moment. Let's, um, I feel like we should spare some people. You know what? You know what this reminds me of? What? You know in the first Austin Powers movie when he wakes up? And they, like, have him on the slab, and they, like, tilt him up, and they introduce the Russian guy, and immediately after introducing him, Austin Powers goes, finally, those capitalist pigs will pay for what they've done. Right, comrades? Right? And he, like, looks around the room, and they explain to him that the they like, Austin, the Cold War's over. <laughs> we won. And he's like, oh. Good. Like, he just, <laughs> it was just so quick to just, like, like assess the situation and immediately make sure he's on the right side. <laughs> so, like, uh, that's just what it kind of reminds me of, where you're just like, you're just like, I don't want people fucking with my shit. And you're just going to, like, wherever you have to be to be on the right <laughs> <laughs> like the right protected yeah yeah well and the the other thing too is uh i actually in a way now due to my job i am actually expected to take additional security precautions on things as well so that's also kind of a part of it uh so i don't know all of it put together plus on top of just me being expected to take certain security precautions with the status of my job um then on top of that, there's, you know, I now work for a company that specializes in InfoSec. Uh, so it's like, I don't know if, if, if that's where I'm working. And on top of that, it's already been an interest of mine. And on top of that, I already don't like Google. It's just like all of it together. It's like, yeah, why not? It actually, it, it, it's not even hard to do. Right. Like if you go to Proton Mail, you can sign it. There's free accounts that you can sign up for. Oh, sure. But I mean, like, for example, I have never heard of Proton Mail, uh, nor it, do I, nor am I aware of the benefits of such a service, well, nor do I even feel like I need it. Well, so Proton, the only, the big thing with Proton Mail is that your mail is encrypted. Only you have access to it. Unlike with Google, where Google can read all of your email, plain text. They, it's not encrypted at all. Uh, you know, nothing important comes through my email. Well, and that's yeah, the like thing. Any Mo email most... that I have that is for anything of importance is either a business email or 
I don't yeah. know. It, it was, sensitive information is not sent over email. Uh, I mean, not you, for me. You say that, but no, liter- not not for me. Yes, but literally so. every password reset ever goes through your email account. Sure. So that's uh, that's pretty important information, right? Yeah, like, but like if, uh, assuming if somebody... that you take the password link, don't actually use it, and then somebody else gains access to that information. All all they have to do is gain access to your email, and then mm-hmm. from there they just request password resets on shit. And then they're into everything. Well, yeah, but that's assuming that somebody's hacked or guessed your password. Yeah, well, which is why it's really important to set secure passwords on your email. Yeah, but that's password security. It, it's secure. It's it uh, all along with two ties along together. with two step notification, like two step verification, which I have. Yeah, well, and that's that's the other part that I was talking about: two factor authentication on things. Right, I turned that on because then that way, if they get into my email account, they can't still can't get into the rest of my shit. Right, it, it just it all tie, kind of ties together. Uh, the proton mail thing is more. Uh, it was actually twofold. Is more. It's one. I don't like Google tracking my shit. I don't like being a product. Uh, so fuck them. I'm not giving them my information that's, where that's possible. Fair. Um, so, you know, ProtonMail doesn't track you at all. Their whole thing is InfoSec. So with ProtonMail, they have uh, free accounts, which you can sign up for. It's just like anything else. You just get an at ProtonMail.com or at ProtonMail.ch, I think, uh, email address. Um, but the reason I signed up with them is because since I'm trying to get off of Google and I don't want to give... Like, say I'm applying for a job. I don't want to give someone a at protonmail.com address and have them look at it and be like, is this like Hotmail or something? Like, it doesn't, you know. You so, say protonmail, and I'm just thinking about Mega Man. Yeah. So. It's it's slightly better than amateur mail. Yeah. So, uh, and like before protonmail, I was actually planning on rolling my own web server. So I actually had a couple domain, like I bought a couple domains to use for email. Uh, and I was going to roll my own email server. And then I decided, you know what? Nah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. So ProtonMail, being InfoSec, you know, related, also has a paid account where you can use your own domain. And it all goes through ProtonMail on their servers in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So it's just, okay, well, I'll just pay them for that instead of buying an AWS server. And then you get, like, uh, you get five emails, you get access to one domain uh, of your own, but you can add on another one for like a buck fifty a month kind of thing. So uh, that's why you wanted to know about those new domain names. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is I, I bought a couple, I b- actually bought three uh, domain names for email, uh, but the, one of them is just going to forward to the other one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Neat. yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, so I have that all set up, and because password security, and since Proton Mail for some reason allows it, uh, my password is a two hundred and fifty-six bit random hex string. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I I mean I'm using a password generator, so I was just like, sure, let's do that one. Do you use a password manager? 
uh, and with the password manager, that's also two-factor authentication with a some ridiculous key that I have to use plus password secured. Uh, and it's like, a, what is it? It's like an 80-some bit password for that that I happen to be able to remember. So... Jesus. <laughs> I feel like... A lot of people probably don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> it's, it's gone a little past the, I think, well, the like, average. Not shows. to say that the concepts aren't simple, Tal, but yeah. as I don't know, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people in general are just less technically inclined than we are. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, I'm not telling people that they should buy domains and roll their own email and no, all by that all means, this this is all very like niche stuff. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, I would... I only tangentially know because I'm also kind of interested in it, but also too lazy to do anything yeah. about it. I mean, I would recommend that, you know, people do things like switch off of Gmail and maybe go to the free ProtonMail account, uh, for example. Uh, stop using Google Drive would be a big one. <laughs> uh, you know, go to an actual secure service. There's a few of them out there. You just have to look them up. And I'd also recommend using a password, excuse me, password manager. Um, I use KeePass just because that's more roll your own and that's my style. But there's other ones like you can use LastPass or Dashlane or uh, like there's a ton of them. And you basically just sign up for these for the service. I believe Dashlane is paid. I think LastPass has a free tier uh, i use key pass as well yeah it's free. well yeah key pass <laughs> is just you have your own database and it's local and it's yours mm -hmm. it's perfect um, yeah but uh it's all mine yeah last yeah i'm about keeping things local as opposed to like actually yeah like I, I do i do use dropbox for anything that needs like my job applications and stuff like that yeah i suppose technically that's you know not best practice but i don't well, really give a shit next cloud is just dropbox except mine I mean, like, that's the thing is that's all it is. Um, but uh, LastPass is you just sign up on the website and then they have like Firefox and Chrome plugins and uh, fucking uh, Android. And I believe they have an Apple uh, app that you that you can use. And basically, like, you just put all of your passwords in there and you can even tell it to, like, generate more secure passwords. And it'll tell you if your passwords aren't properly secure and all of that shit. Uh, someone's mentioning that apparently LastPass got hacked. Uh, I I don't know. I didn't hear about that. Um, oh, but if, if anyone has a link for us, we could talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> if you got a link to that, that'd be really interesting because the security is literally their entire shtick. Uh, but yeah, you put all your passwords there. They manage it. They'll tell you even if it's if it's an insecure password, you know. And then that way you can do the thing where that you're supposed to be doing already. And well, if you're yeah, not a bad internet person, use a different password for every single service. Not only to use a different password, but to use a secure password for every a unique secure password for every single service i yes it's so, a very big ask the easiest way to follow best practice is to find a password manager such as KeyPass or LastPass. 
Or dash lane. Dash lane's a pretty well, good one as well. Yeah, dash lane. Dash lane has. Uh, I've never inter- heard of dash lane. They have some interesting figure features. Like they do things like um, if if like say for example during that uh, Yahoo hack that happened, they they will pop up, uh, and they'll actually pop up an alert on your dash lane saying, "Hey, this service was hacked." You know, here's the link to the password change. Change your password. Also, since it's linked to these services, change your password on all these services. You know, so it actually has like security warnings and stuff when hacks come out and all that. So, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. But I, I again, I don't know if they have a free tier. Uh, if they don't, I remember it being pretty cheap. And honestly, online security is pretty worth it. You know, I've read a bunch of stories about people's Twitter Twitter accounts getting jacked. Uh, you know, like there was one guy who had the um, the Twitter handle at N, just the letter N. And somebody, it was ridiculous the way they did it, is uh, somebody, uh, he had his own email because he was... Uh, you know, one of those like internet blogger type people. So he had his own. Oh, website. so he's one of those people who has his huh. own emails. Make sure that everything is two step is migrating off Google. No, <laughs> he just had a fucking web page, and with his web page, he had like a you know me at whatever my website is dot com email address through GoDaddy. Yeah, typical small business practice. Yeah, have it, your own email. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was all done through GoDaddy. And what the guy did was, since he couldn't get to Twitter, because Twitter actually has pretty reasonable security, uh, the guy, uh, how did he do it? It was like he managed to get into some account. Uh, it, it was like his. Uh, you know, his online banking or something like that, or I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but he managed to get through it. The last four digits of his credit card number, which was enough for GoDaddy to verify his identity. When he called GoDaddy saying, Hey, I can't log in. And he used that to convince them that he was the guy to, and had them reset his password so that he got into the GoDaddy account where he changed the fucking domain, like the DNS fucking entries for his email to route his email to a different web server that the hacker... So he did con- a man in the middle. Yeah, that the hacker controlled. And the hacker used that email that he now had control of because it was all, all his emails going to him, went to Twitter reset his password the email comes to him where he resets the password changes the guy's twitter handle to at n is stolen and then went back on twitter and created the at n account so now he has full control over a legit at n account and twitter's like nah we can't do anything about it So that seems like a lot of work. And like most hacking, the first flaw in that plan, well, the second flaw technically being that human error, human interaction being, ah, I don't need to verify two pieces of unique identification. You can have this password. Yeah. Because I'm a stupid call center agent who doesn't care about anything. Yeah. It was just like, oh, it's definitely this person. Like, this person is absolutely the person. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Could you get me the last four digits? Oh, it's one, two, three, four. 
Okay, can I get your name, please? Carl Jr.? Well, <laughs> yeah. ah, I love your burgers. I'll get that password for you right away. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not the right name here, but uh, what the hell? You got the security question right here. You go. Here's your password. It, it's, it's that Simpsons it, episode. It's actually really interesting. <laughs> okay, looking... Mr. Burns, what's your first name? Well, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> it's really interesting looking into the different attack vectors that people use. You know, th- like fucking changing dns entries to reroute your email to a server i control that, that's, that's kind of, cool that's that, really that cool. is that is classy and like the only reason i consider this hacking <laughs> well it, when it started with social engineering well that's social engineering is hacking it's one of the largest parts it's a result of, hacking. of hack or it, it, it is a precursor to hacking but like when people are like, oh, I gave my best friend my password the other day and now all my shit's gone. That's well, not hacking. That's you being an idiot. Well, so and that, that's that's the thing, though, is people like even hackers consider it like like social engineering is something like 80 percent of the hack because, you, you know, you need to get all of well, the information. Because the methods are getting better that the easier point of entry is talking to a person. Yes. And just getting them to willingly give you their security, basically. Like, yeah. That's... Well, and, and like, that's how Kevin Micknick did it. He 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 actually called, like, one of his bigger hacks, I think it was against HP. He actually called the office and had a security, got a security guard. And he, he pretended to be some dude from the upper floors. And he's like... Holy crap, man! I have this meeting tomorrow, and I don't, ha- I can't get this file. You know, I really need you to help me out. And the guy's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know." And he's like, "Look, all I need you to do, go into my office, and then on the computer there will be a box with a number on it. I just need you to tell me the number. That's it. That's all I need you to do, man." And the guy's like, "Oh, okay." And he walks into the office, reads off the number, which is the fucking modem and the phone number, yeah. right, and gives it to him. Kevin Mitnick now just dials the modem. Similar story, like a security consultant um, had come into, like, she'll go around and tell businesses what their security flaws are. So she's coming up. She comes early for her appointment, and she goes, like, oh, I just, I forgot my laptop at home. Could I just use a computer? She's asking the secretary. Secretary's like, oh, yeah, sure. And within, like, 10 minutes before they even came down, she's like, okay, here's all of your administrative passwords. Here's... Like yeah. all of this shit, like have fun. Yep. <clears throat> Actually, congratulations, it, your secretary just blew your it, cover. Well, That's... one of the funnier parts too is uh, one of the things people forget about when it comes to like hacking and infosec is uh, physical security. Because the thing is, you know, if all of your shit is locked down to like, oh, you have to physically be here. Well, what's the hacker gonna do? Physically go there. Like, well, and in, if they want that wait, data, that's what they're gonna do. When I was in college, like the the teacher, because we we were always curious about uh, internet security and stuff like that, because we were being taught to program, but nothing about actually like securing our programs down. and yeah. locking our shit down. And the argument of like, well, what if the person's here? And you know, uh, oh, actually, it was our capstone project. Uh, one of the guys was trying to come up with like these. 101 different redundant ways of like backing up in case somebody got physical access and the teacher's like they have physical access what are you gonna do about it yeah 
you can't. Yeah. Like, like, well, uh, there's actually a, a really interesting video I was watching about a company that specializes uh, in infosec, and being an infosec company, you'd think it'd just be a bunch of hackers. They have one hacker. The rest of them are like, you know, social I'm, engineering. I'm guessing he's like the R and D kind of. Yeah, well, and he's he's just the guy who has a bunch of exploits and runs Kali Linux, right? The rest of them are like, you know, uh, they're like the one guy is like ex-military, you know, so he knows uh, different, uh, like, uh, you know, SecOps stuff. You know, you've got locksmiths in there. You've got people who like used to be con artists. You know, and it's just this group. Used to be. Yeah. Uh, It's just this group of people. And they basically go around and they do uh, offensive pen testing for companies. And, like, there's this entire video that they have uh, where they talk about uh, how they did this for uh, some power utility somewhere. And it was like, they just walked up. Like, the first day... It failed, but, like, they just walked up dressed like, you know, ISP technicians. And they're like, yeah, we're just here to investigate an internet slowness issue. And, like, they were about to get visitor badges when a supervisor was like, no, we didn't call you. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll come back later then. And they're they're like, okay. And then they just came back later that night. And they, like, walked up and there's, like, this secure door. But it's, like... You know, they just sort of put a little rod in and just sort of go, and the door just pops open. And they're like, well, we're in. And it took the guy, the one guy, 10 minutes to get domain admin in the fucking office. And they're just sort of walking around the place. Then, And like, there was another guy, he did a, he actually did a DEF CON talk on how to get through a door. It was like an hour and a half long about all of the different security vulnerabilities of a fucking door. Oh man, I would actually I would love to hear about that. Oh, That'd be interesting. It was beautiful. I, actually, one of the things I actually kind of want to do is go to Defcon. Uh, it would be really interesting, I think. Uh, I, I would love to go. I would not bring a single electronic device with me. Well, bring them with you, just don't turn them on. I would bring a couple disposable devices <laughs> yeah. with no personal data on them to see what people would do with them. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because uh, <clears throat> apparently one of the things people do at DEF CON is they set up honeypots everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so... Well, and the, the one thing I've heard about going to DEF CON is, yeah, just do not yeah. bring your devices if they have not been secured properly. Yeah. Uh, security hardening is important if you're going to go there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or no. security not at alling and just, just not. Yeah, just devices. pull up in a wagon with pulled by a fucking horse. Yeah. Well. And oh it, man, I can't wait to see like when hacking cars becomes a regular thing. It already is, but I mean, people driving up in their wireless standard cars now. Oh yeah. Just watching the cars drive off by themselves. <laughs> yep. Well, in Tesla, the Model Three, the whole car is built for. Uh, autonomous ride sharing and Mm. shit um Uh, but yeah it's really interesting because after watching that video on all the different ways you can get through a fucking door and like the area i work in now is supposed to be secured 
right? It, it needs to even pass like verification. They got shit like, you know, in the ceiling, there's like that fencing grading shit. So you can't like go over the wall and shit like that. Like they locked the shit down. But then after watching this video, I took one look at the door and I'm like, I could get through this way. 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 Do it. And so I was like, just show huh. up in the building one night and well, stay there. I, I was looking at him like, huh, this is not secure at all. And so I huh. went to the dude who was managing the project and I'm like, hey, uh, so this is supposed to be a secured room, right? He's like, yeah, we've spent a lot on security. And I'm like, can I show you something? And he's like, sure. And I went and I showed him I'm like, this is wrong. 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 And he's like, huh we're probably going to have to get that fixed. And I was like, yeah, we, we actually really are going to have to get that fixed. So tell me more about getting into your building. Well, uh, <laughs> that's the reason I'm not saying what exactly is you wrong. Just tell but... me what those security vulnerabilities are. Uh, just for, I'm uh, doing an essay. Um... <laughs> On pen testing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, apparently DEFCON has something called the wall of shame. Anyone who doesn't turn off their phone and it gets hacked, all their passwords and details get put up on this huge screen for everyone to see. Wow. Yeah. Don't go to DEFCON without hardening your devices. I, I feel like if you go there, you should know. Yeah. You like, you should. Well, but I assume. DEFCON I... is for InfoSec professionals. <laughs> so if you are an InfoSec professional... And not hardening your devices. You should look, <laughs> man. All I'm saying, if like, if you want a whim, like, if you happen to be in the same city as like a DefCon, you're like, <laughs> maybe I'll check it out. The you know, maybe people would like to know before going because I, I feel like it's possible you could accidentally walk into one of these things, like not knowing. Like it happens with furry conventions all the time. When people it's like people have no idea. Somebody just walks on. in. They're like, "Oh, what's this lovely place with so many bustling people? Oh, look, my phone's doing stuff. Well, that's weird. <laughs> 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 like they're not gonna know. No, probably not. And I mean, I guess there's also the factor of you know just not remembering. Like you're just so used to walking everywhere with your phone without doing things. Like worrying about a special security that you just kind of have it and then you like, just go oh fuck like it I'm practically here. already happens at furry cons like when you know tal was doing a man in the middle attack with the uh the access point and stealing people's uh for affinity sessions yep i was poking around just to see what would happen and wow. it's disturbing and uh, once you understand how easy yeah, this is well that's the thing i actually i actually created a separate fur affinity account and uh told everybody that i hacked uh hey by the way here's a screenshot i have gotten into your account uh i don't have your password but uh here's how you stop me from doing this uh so maybe do that and like, just like a PSA. On yeah, like, I'm just like, by the way, your account's been compromised. Mr. X? Yeah. Here's how you not get your account compromised. By the way, don't use public Wi-Fi. I'm, I'm waiting one of these days for just the the um, what's that fucking American FBI to yeah. come and take Tal away? Well, it, like you... the the big thing was, and to this day, I think they still let you not use HTTPS, but 
Fur Affinity wasn't HTTPS for a long time. So that meant when you were typing your password into furaffinity.net, it was sent over the internet plain text. So if you were on like public Wi-Fi and you yeah, logged everyone, in, it's like, oh, neat. Anybody like, can grab your password. And then on top of that, like I was just using ba- a basic, you know, uh, ARP poisoning man in the middle attack for those interested. And like, there's literally an app for that. Literally, there, there is an app for that that you can oh, just of course there is. download. Oh, yeah. I'm not. And I just turned it on. I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. And I turned it on. And it being shitty hotel fucking network, it very obviously didn't have protections against things like ARP table poisoning. So I was able to basically intercept all of the traffic on the fucking public Wi-Fi. And I got several for Affinity accounts. I got two Yahoo accounts and a Steam account with a, with a fucking balance and it had like 45 some dollars in it. All I did was I like, I went in, took a bunch of screenshots, you know, turned it off. And I'm like, well, that was cool. Like, so I, I, I kept those screenshots just sort of like, just to be like, yeah, I did this. This is a thing. I feel, I feel like you should, you should do like your own side kind of security rant for the podcast do your own little side thing and just call it hackable yeah uh let's see if i can uh i'm just gonna see if i can pull up those fucking uh those screenshots so i can show you because it's kind of cool pull them out of the publicly used cloud and uh <laughs> well like i'm just i'm, I'm trying because what you're doing is arguably unethical <clears throat> i mean it is gray. <laughs> it's it's gray hat at best. Uh, at best. At best. Black hat at worst. Well, the, I didn't. The bl- only way. The only reason I can't say it's like actually black hat is because yeah, you weren't doing anything malicious. I I really wasn't. You my, were. My intentions were not malicious. But I didn't your do services were not requested. They were not. <laughs> no. Like so. It, I mean, it's. It's like breaking into somebody's house to prove a point. (laughs) You know how you can protect your house better by keeping me out of it. (laughs) I feel like there's a there's one of those like shitty commercials. They've been doing all those ridiculous like insurance commercials. I can't remember who does it, but the guy's like sitting in the back pretending to be a baby. And he's just like, you want to protect me, don't you? And it's just a grown man in a suit. (laughs) Like, I feel that's what it is. Like, just kicking someone's door into being well, like tal, tal is going door. tal is going door to door with a lockpick set and just figuring out which ones he can open and then if he opens them he walks inside like takes their pen their paper writes them a note sticks it to their fridge and like leaves a little like xoxo love you like by the family portrait and then I, leaves not even and then I literally... the people come home and they're like What's, oh my God, somebody's been in my house. That's that, like, not even though. I literally just took a screenshot. You're not even literally breaking into people's accounts and then leaving them notes as to how they could do it better. I The thing is, I didn't use their FA to send themselves a note. I logged in and the second I was on the page with their username, I took a screenshot 
and then left. Okay, That's so it. it's like breaking into their house and then mailing them a letter <laughs> to say that you've broken into their house. That's like leaving, that they should get that looked at. It's like leaving a note on the yeah. front door after you've broken. Like, just close the door, like, lock it, that, that, put the that, note this on is the I, I don't think I'd I, be okay with that situation. I just took a screenshot. Oh, sure. I mean, like... Uh, yes, you didn't do anything corrupt. I didn't but you did do something wrong. I didn't break anything. I didn't steal anything. Sure, you you stole their and sessions. 40, you straight up stole their browsing sessions. $45.21 in a fucking Steam account that was and completely open. The for fact that you didn't spend do. it doesn't necessarily mean you <laughs> <laughs> were doing well. Like, well I didn't eat your food after breaking into your I, house. You should be thanking it, me it's for not. not. Even, it's not even like you should thank me for not. It's more like it just proves that like even services that actually have you know, monetary value attached to them uh, like, well, are wide open. Sure, but I mean, like, you know about situations, like, I, I can't name any specific right now, but for people that have the best of intentions while doing this kind of thing, certainly, like, these people get caught out, and regardless of whether or not they meant good intent, they had good intentions, they still get prosecuted. Oh, they you don't still even, get... You don't even have to break into a system to get prosecuted. There was that guy who got... Uh, I can't remember. There, there's been any number of people who have, like... Well, there was one specific one where I think it was either Verizon or Comcast or one of them, where they'd have... They left a bunch of customer information just sitting plain text on a publicly accessible fucking file drop just there it wasn't secured it wasn't password protected nothing he didn't have no, to like, break anything he just fucking navigated to it and downloaded it yeah that and it's the unfortunate thing about the whole like because laws are in place to protect your right to that privacy even though it's not protected yeah like so, which makes it really backwards because nobody can actually fix the solution if the other party isn't willing to they, work with it they and then can't fix the solution. they don't actually suffer for it because they don't have to fix the solution fix the solution eh fix the problem <laughs> shut fix your the... whore mouth <laughs> fix that solution shut your swirling fuck vortexes yeah and uh, we got somebody in chat talking about just using a fucking bump key yeah those are fucking scary <laughs> the hell's a bump key it's a key that's just cut in like a jagged sharp tooth pattern and what oh, you do is you, you put locks. you put some you put some o-rings on it and you basically get a little hammer you put the key in and you just sort of tap it and it knocks all of the pins up oh, yeah, and you yeah, you, you apply a little bit of pressure you just sort of tap it and you just tap it a couple times it just knocks the keys up and down the the things the up tumbler, and down yeah, the little, the until little they all fall the into place and the lock just opens. You can open most locks anywhere uh, in like, you know, 10 seconds. I, I actually want to get like a lock, lock picking set. They are illegal to possess in Canada. Definitely. Uh, well, see, I actually looked at the laws on that. It's not entirely clear. It, it says you can't use them to sell services like lockpicking without being a like actual locksmith. But um, because the problem I had with the Camry and the door not opening, I was looking into um, the bars to, like to unlock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a Jimmy stick. And 
like I can order these things on Amazon and when I looked it up it it's not entirely clear it just says you can't like it, it's for it's a for personal so, use kind of thing well but that's the thing is carrying them around with you will get you arrested no like, but this it, would be for home for my yeah. locks at home I mean if they're sitting and then in to a... hide in my pocket so that when I'm trying to pick locks outside of home nobody sees me they they actually uh, they, they kind of fall into the same weird legal area that uh, things like dog spray fall into, right? Because pepper spray is illegal in Canada; okay. it is prohibited, right? It's the same as like you know fucking uh, switchblades and shit. You cannot have pepper spray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you can have bear mace. You can have bear mace. You can have dog spray. But most of these laws do exempt um, the use on I, humans, don't but, they? But that's the thing. It's your, you, you sign an actual waiver. When you buy bear spray, you sign a waiver that says, I promise to not use it on humans. Yeah. Well, or, and even with dog spray, right? If you get dog spray, you'd think that you could carry dog spray with you. I don't even right. know there was dog spray. Yeah, you can get dog spray. Right? Okay. Um, it sprays dogs. You, and you'd think you that, like. you know, since it's for dogs, you could just carry it with you and it wouldn't be a problem. It is. If you're just caught walking around with it, uh, you you could be arrested. So what is it for? It's for spraying dogs. Okay. So if, what is it for? Uh, dogs. If you can't carry it on you. in a, It's for a situation in which specifically you are buying it for <laughs> this specific situation where you might need it uh you know say you're doing going to a dog training thing so what you're then saying is i need reasonable. a concealed weapon as opposed to dog spray if i want to protect myself <laughs> in a situation against yeah. a dog well and that's the thing is lock picking tools kind of fall into the same thing like it's theoretically not illegal. Most, most things but, are okay under the guise of being educational. Yeah, but if you're just carrying them around, that it's not going to fly. No, I mean, don't get me like because obviously, if I'm carrying around a lockpick set on my person anywhere aside from my house, it can be safely assumed that I might use them on other people's property. Yeah, that's yeah. fine, but. I still want to own lockpicks so that I, you know, it, it's a lot like the, you know, the pen testing and security hardening that you're doing. I want to know the vulnerabilities, securities of like lock systems, uh, yeah. security for computers and like hardening your system and all that. Yeah. Security is very fascinating. What's actually really funny <laughs> is uh, that no matter, <laughs> you could buy the best fucking lock in the world. There was a there's another thing that you can do to get into a door where you literally jack the door open and you can do it with the fucking four by four uh, like wood. Yeah. You yeah, know, just, just get a four by four chunk of wood that's, you know, long enough that you can fit it into the door frame and a fucking car jack. And you just open, you know, you fit it in the door frame right by the latch with the car jack and you just open the car jack and it opens the door frame till the latch no longer works and you just push the door open there you go you d and that's like most doors like 99% of doors you can just do that you just <laughs> sort of open them up 
and then the latch doesn't connect anymore, so you just push the door open. So that that'd work on your classic latch, but that's why deadbolts are so important. For every it, for every other issue, there is punching through the wall next to the door. Yeah, well, the window next to the door. If yeah, you really want say, it. wall window. I mean, depending on what kind of domicile you're breaking into. Yeah. Throw the four by four through the window. There you are. Yeah. But yeah, maybe the, I should get a, okay. So maybe I should get a pair of glass cutters instead of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so this has been Infosec fucking podcast. Uh, Infosec cast. I don't think this has been any anything's been like too technical that it's gone over many people's heads. <clears throat> well, we little. try. I don't feel like our perspectives allow True. us to make that call. But like, because everybody's like, some people, it's like. Like Facebook is well, like most, well, like most people. I can watch, like I can see the point at which people's eyes start to glaze over when I start talking about, like, oh well, all you have to go is do, all you have to do is go into the start menu, and they're like, (laughs) yeah, how do I click and drag? Drool running down their chin. Strat menu. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. Like some people just like, you know what it is? It's Part of it, part of it is ignorance. I will absolutely say that. I, I well, yeah, attribute most things to willful well, ignorance. If you're a person who gets onto a computer like three times a year, okay, fine, whatever. You're good. I I have no problems with you. I but should... if you're like most of the population and you're on one of these fucking things every goddamn day. I'm sorry, but you have no excuse. Well, we're we're like, getting to the point where only people over fifty have that excuse. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah. you know, I'm I'm pretty sure Coyote Sky doesn't get on a computer that often because she lives like way out in the bush. Coyote Sky lives in a jungle, yeah, which doesn't have internet or computers. <laughs> so, so, so she's, she's got an ex- she's, she's got, got an excuse, the, an, an excuse, but like. You know, there's people who their job is literally just work on a computer all day and they can't fucking figure out Word. Or like the fucking secretary, you yeah. know? And, and they don't know how to use Word properly. And I'm like, how do you exist? Like, well, like, like how do you, how did you get here? I yeah. Think is a better, like... like, most job postings I see these days for any kind of secretarial work or like business office work in general is proficiency with Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. See, and I have never met a fucking being outside of like the technical sphere that knows a goddamn thing about it. Half the technical sphere doesn't know how to use word efficiently. (laughs) Then they also suck at their job because if they can't figure that one out, they also haven't figured out what Googling is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I it's just like I see some people and. Like when it's when it's literally part of your job, it's like I have an expect. I'd be like I'd be that boss where like if you want to be a janitor at my company, I expect you to have a plus certification. Like I, I'd be that dick. Like yeah, everyone, like, you need to know how to operate a computer. Like and there there's no one where that kind. Th- there's no other profession really where that kind of thinking is appropriate. You wouldn't drive a gravel truck and then being like, oh, well, I'm not a mechanic. I can't operate the pneumatic controls on this. So why would I even bother? Yeah. You're like, oh, good. You're fired. Yeah. Because you can't operate the fucking truck like what we're paying you to do. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. You know, and that's the thing is, you don't, your truck driver doesn't necessarily have to be a mechanic. You know, he doesn't have to fix the engine. He just knows how to have, 
He just has to know how to pull a few levers. Yeah, he yeah, just has to know how to fucking operate You don't operate have to know how unit. to fix the computer. You just need to be able to know how to use, operate how to it, yeah. create an yeah. attachment for your email, create a new Word document, and change the format. Like, that's all you need to do. But and most people can't do that. It's just because people just, like, I think people file that under, like, a... Shit, uh, I don't need to yeah, know. I don't really think I need this, so I'm just going to think about what happened on Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. Well, like, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people who just assume that it's like fucking wizardry. And it's like, it's, well, it's that not. Is the, that's their immediate assumption. It, it's not even, it's not that hard. It they really haven't even isn't. tried. And this is coming from somebody who went from not really knowing anything about engines to now having a project car there really isn't much in the world that you can't just figure out given a few weeks of looking into it like yep i've i've done many things to my car like mostly just maintenance that i never knew coming into it yep it's not hard to figure out yeah you just have to have the fucking will to actually look and read into it you know like I didn't start when we started this podcast. I didn't just know about how to do all this shit. No, we, just, we knew nothing about podcasts when we started. Yeah, podcast. Uh, we just sort of figured it out. So I don't know. Well, I mean, we <laughs> I also blew a large amount of money to <laughs> just sort of make well, it happen. But at the same time, we figured it out. We, had we to knew know what we had what, to get. We had to know what to fucking blow all our money on. We had to, yeah, we had to figure out how to get it all set up, what we needed, and everything. Like, yeah. there. I don't know. I just hate the the like. I don't know how to do this. Even yeah, though I long do it story every day, short, I've you've... tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, ID ten T generic customer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there was that thing that Carr wanted us to talk about. Oh, yeah, I do want to talk about this. So, for those unaware, Canada is legalizing marijuana this July. Hooray! Uh, It is a thing that is happening. Uh, (laughs) uh, Good for us, finally. It's... Unfortunately, since they they decided, oh, we're not going to regulate this federally. We're going to let the provinces do it. It's oh, right. Tur- That's what we're doing, it's isn't it? Turn into a fucking regulatory clusterfuck. Because this is exactly the thing I don't like about the states. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, Jesus Christ, if we're just making pot legal, can we not just. Make can we just pot say legal? everyone can have pot yeah, at the age have, of 18? and Just have one rule instead of, this is what messes shit up. Is yeah. When everyone has their own like idea of it, then people just go, well, I have no idea now. It's like, it would be no different if every if every computer turned on a different way. Yeah. Well, and it, so it, what's happening is things like uh, in Manitoba, you can't uh, purchase marijuana uh, online. You can't order it online. Oh, that okay. Uh, but uh, I think it's in Saskatchewan. You can. So then the question ha- comes to: What happens if you live in Manitoba and you just order it online from Saskatchewan? Well, I who, I know who's that... liable for that law breaking in that equation. Well, <laughs> near, yeah, near as I'm fun. aware, you would need a uh, residential address to ship it to. Well, just ship it to Manitoba. 
Or is there an embargo? The thing is, or or you're, like you're saying to order from a Saskatchewan if, retailer. If, and you, like, if you're a retailer in Manitoba, you cannot sell it on the internet. Yeah. But Saskatchewan can. So if but you just Saskatchewan buy can. from a Saskatchewan retailer in Manitoba. Yeah. So, so you live in Manitoba. You live you in Winnipeg. Order it, yeah. You're ordering it online from Regina. Am I breaking the law now? Like, Probably. Well, and that's the thing is <laughs> nobody knows. The, the police don't know. The federal government doesn't know. Manitoba's government doesn't even fucking know. They just know they don't want you to do that. So they're saying don't. But they don't know if it's illegal to actually order well, it. And not to mention <laughs> the whole thing about this was that they were supposed to be based off of the already existing drinking laws, weren't they? Well, and that's the thing is theoretically it's illegal to transport alcohol across fucking uh provincial lines yeah okay that <laughs> like, doesn't happen <laughs> yeah uh, so, nobody gets prosecuted for transporting a 2-6 from bc to alberta yeah so there's uh i don't know there's a lot of confusion uh we're not actually in alberta we are not going to have online ordering uh and it was really uh, at least at first they they just sort out they want to figure shit out first and I mean, then they're going to... I already do get online ordering. It comes from Ontario. <laughs> yeah. well, that's the, that's the exactly thing. Yeah. Is, is like, for fuck's sake, like, where <laughs> where does this fall? And, it, it, you know, so uh, uh, what was it? It was like, you know, technically you can't have the... You can't own plants in Quebec. But it's like, what if you buy, like, a fucking branch from a plant does that constitute a plant like i mean everybody's passing the buck here and nobody can seem to figure out what the fuck to do about it nobody wants to because they're afraid of being wrong well near as i'm aware the provinces have been going that's not our problem yeah better federally going yeah it is it's not our problem well and the province is going yeah it is and it's It's your problem so it's things like federal law you're allowed to grow up to i think four plants uh, but then the provinces can do what they want with that. Uh, so in Alberta, you're allowed to grow, but you can't do it outside. You can't grow outside. It has to be indoors. Wait, that that's part of the entire problem, though, is. <laughs> uh, so then you can so... grow, you can grow plants in Alberta, but you Wait, can't. What about a greenhouse? I don't know. What if you have like a shed or a greenhouse? Is that in? Is it's that outdoors? The, the, full, inside. the full text yeah. of the law hasn't been released. So. Yeah, ap- apparently not because there's so many questions left unanswered they here. Work shit um, but yeah, the the way Alberta, it was funny because in the even in the uh, what was it? They they had this survey that they did. I linked it actually to the unfurled chat and all that stuff. Um, but. Uh, and to random man saying it's decriminalized in Alberta, it is not decriminalized, or unless you're saying from somewhere else. But in Canada, it is n- nowhere in Canada is marijuana decriminalized. It is still criminal everywhere. Period. That that was I a big it was decriminalized. No, that was a big myth and misunderstanding that went through. Hmm. It it's still criminal. Uh, so there's, uh, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of confusion around it. Hmm. Um, 
But yeah, uh, what else was there? There was, uh, uh, so in the survey they were asking, do you want us to use the Ontario system? Like the Ontario liquor system? So government run shops and not allowing private stores to sell marijuana. And every, everyone was like, uh, no, no, we don't want that. Because, like, in Ontario, the fucking liquor stores are open from, like, you know, 3 in like, the afternoon uh, to 3.30 in the afternoon. Same as BC. They're open from, like, 10 to 6, and I can't ever buy a fucking six-pack. Like, yeah. So, uh, it, it, it was funny because after the survey, the government of Alberta said, yeah, we can't we can't really afford to open up the, the stores governmentally. So then let just, other people do it. Yeah, so we're just going to let other people do it, which was basically like, we have, uh, we read the survey, nobody wanted government stores, so we're just going to not you, you do don't, that. You don't want us? Okay, well, uh, we'll be right um, over here if you need us. Disappointingly, uh, they, oh, decriminalized in Australia, he was talking about. So I, I don't know about Australia, but yeah, there's a lot of people that think it was decriminalized in Canada. It wasn't. So don't get caught. Um, <laughs> most cops still don't care. So yeah, most cops don't give a shit, but they could really be a dick about it if they wanted to. Um, but uh, the other disappointing thing is in Alberta, apparently they won't be allowing cafes at first. That's fine. It'll give me time to prepare. Yeah. Well, they're not allowing it because they just sort of want to figure everything out. Because unfortunately, again, with the fucking regulatory clusterfuck that it's turned into, it's like, you're not allowed to transport it, you you know, or like transports are going to have to have official things. And it's like, what if I'm just a person and I bought some and I'm bringing it to another place? And oh, uh, yeah, there's just like well, like, this so is just food. reminding me of all of the prohibition laws about alcohol back in the day, like when you know, and still technically, yeah. I think is like you cannot go out of your way when transporting liquor, yeah. you had to go straight from the liquor store straight home. And if you had like a one block detour, cops could pull you over and go, Why aren't you going straight home? I, yeah. fe- I feel as though what they've done is they've just taken a crop duster and just filled it with gray and then just like sprayed the area because that's all it is. It's one. I just feel like this is a giant area. group project where everyone's going, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. That's, honestly, nobody wants to make a decision. So nobody even I, who even well, knows there, there was like, actually what the. the like the actual <laughs> process of all this there, is there was one where uh what was it it was like uh you know oh yeah if you're if you're caught with it uh it, if you're underage you're not allowed to have it cool. okay cool awesome if you're underage and you're caught with it the cops can confiscate it uh they'll give you a ticket and they will call your parents cool cool understandable if you're underage and you're caught with more than 5 grams criminal offense and it's like, uh, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> like, hang on. So be sure to keep 4.9 grams yeah, on you it was like, time. wait, why are we giving underage kids criminal records for carrying an amount of a substance that will be legal to them in a few years? Yes. Like, it just, it doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah. And people are like... And it's just like these stupid think of the children laws that piss me off. And people are like, well, it might stop them from selling it. I'm like, it's already like, people, illegal people to sell it. People seem to think that they need laws to act as some sort of parental figure. Yeah. Like to force people 
into this parental figure role. Yeah, it's really not gonna. Like, it's like they're like, oh, that'll teach that kid like, a lesson. Well, having a criminal <laughs> record for carrying six grams of pot. Yeah, the, let's lock them away. And I have yet to hear a reasonable argument for it because people are like, well, if they're selling a lot of, if they if they're carrying that much, then they're probably selling it. I'm and like, they, okay, they, they can't even really get away with. Well, because it's. Well, and that's the thing is it's not contraband anymore. Like, like if they're selling it, it's like, okay, it's already illegal for them to sell it. So they would just be caught under those already existing laws. They they would probably receive another fine. There's no need to criminalize their actions. It's kind of like like law double. Like nobody goes, but almost nobody goes to jail for speeding because then we'd have way too many people in jail. Yeah. That's reserved for people that go uh, that go 50 over the speed limit as opposed to just 20. So having five grams of pot, like 10 grams will last me about a month. Yeah. And I... it's like five grams isn't that much to be caught with, all things considered. It really isn't. But it's like getting caught with it underage, and you know, ha- you know, getting a slap but on the wrist. I also don't know anyone and who having would carry your... like five grams yeah. of pot on them. Well, and yeah, but like I don't know. I get it if they're underage and they have pot. You find them, you call their parents. Sure, that's perfectly. That's reasonable. where I thought it was going to stop. Yeah, but like just throwing in the like it's now criminal like. It, uh, it, on a number as low as five grams, yeah. when it's going to be legal. One of the other no kid caught while. Yeah, no kid caught with like a two six of vodka is going to jail. Yeah, well, one of the they other might go really, to the drunk tank. One of the other really weird areas of concern is the whole driving thing, because um, they're trying to figure out how do we it's test. So for ambiguous, this. and they can't. Well, and th- that's the thing is because somebody with uh, fuck is what, what is it nanograms? I think they're measuring it in. Well, like, um, I, I actually looked it up too. Well, I not looked it up. But, like I was watching a show. That was essentially about like what they intend to do once pot is legalized, and they don't have a, they don't have a way aside from a simple sobriety test whether or not to check that somebody is inebriated past the point of being able to drive. Well, and the thing is, uh, unfortunately, uh, like alcohol, there is a very, 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 and I, I don't care who you are, um, the it, like this is down to basically a science. They can very accurately predict how inebriated you are. It's very easy are. for them to tell yeah. how inebriated you are. But, the, but specifically, it's easy for them to tell how e- how inebriated you are based on blood alcohol content. There is a very... The ratio of blood to your alcohol yeah, level. There is a very, <clears throat> very, very accurate sort of way to measure that, and they can accurately predict how inebriated... But even those laws are subjective. Well, the thing is... Uh, not really, because somebody at 0.8, you can grab 85 people, put them in a room, get them all to exactly 0.8. They will all be about exactly the same amount of inebriated. Though near as I'm aware, they can still charge you with drunk driving if you are proving to be a danger. Oh, it's 0.5 now. Right, right. Or 0.05. Something like oh, yeah, five percent blood alcohol content. Not f- Sorry, the, the five percent alcohol. Yeah, You're, just you load, 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 fucking... load me up and then load me in. Yeah, I'm like, good. <laughs> my blood is as alcoholic as the beer I drink. You are now officially walking moonshine. Yeah, my my liver has taken on a new form. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, unfortunately, so Canada though, the thing is that is not true of marijuana. The, uh, milligram or what is it? Nanograms per milliliter THC is not a clear indicator of inebriation, right? So Canada is looking at setting it, um, what is it? Uh, 2.5 nanograms per milliliter somewhere in there. But the what thing, is that even? Well, what is that measuring? Uh, t- nanograms of THC per okay. milliliter of blood. Okay. Um, here's the problem. A daily smoker will just sit average somewhere around 10. Yeah, I feel like I would just constantly fail that test. Well, that's the thing is, you know, if say you had some last night, you're probably sitting somewhere around eight. You know, if you're not a regular user, if this is just like, you know, well, I haven't so touched if they this set the in... bar so low, they're going to find out that they have a lot more people in jail. Well, and that's the problem is people are saying like, you know, I know. shouldn't have to wait a week and a half to be able to fucking drive my car. Right. And, and it, 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 that's part of the issue. That's what I was talking about with this whole fucking regulatory clusterfuck. The only real way to tell if someone's high is to do tests, which you have to train officers for the sobriety tests. Yeah. The thing is for marijuana, there's specific sets of tests that you can do that, quite accurately will determine if someone is high or not. Uh, but they haven't trained any of the officers and, uh, they'll, f- they'll they, figure it out. Like, so the the officers don't want that though. They just want an easy, like I swab they'll your mouth and I out. know if you're stoned, but that's not how it works at all. Well, sure. But I mean, like, hopefully assuming that any common sense prevails, they won't have that option. But that's the thing is if it's legal and say a bunch of people are doing it, a cop could just decide he doesn't like you today and now you've got a DUI. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're because, you know, you can't I'm assuming you can't just give out DUIs. Yes, you can. If your blood, well, okay. hmm. if your blood yeah, matches yeah. this law. DUI. Period. That is the law. Well, that's if they allow that to happen. Well, that's sort of what it's looking like is going to happen. Sure, but I mean, we honestly can't say it will one way or the other at the moment because it doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so we're we're, we're going of... wildly on speculation here. Well, that, that if they're allowed to do that swab and if the well, limit is 2.5. That's the thing is these are the actual laws that are being discussed right now for like this was the proposed law. I can only imagine there are people lobbying for that to change. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I I imagine there are, but yeah. So it, well, it's I have to figure like the the problem I have with what they've been doing with this and the same thing that the government's been doing for years because we tried this before. The government went, "Yeah, let's legalize pot." Then they tried to grow some of it. Then they're like, oh, shit, this is harder than it looks. Never mind. Yep. And it was done. They're doing the same thing now, except they've gone, yes, we're legalizing it. 
But what the fuck do we do when that happens? Yeah. Yeah, like, what, what about I the doubt regulation? any of these people even know what it's like. Oh, my God. That's the thing, is I really don't think anybody... <laughs> Like they talk. need they need a botanist, a stoner, uh, to talk <laughs> to a politician, get them stoned, yeah, and then like all and of these things need to happen so that they have even the slightest perspective. The entire on what this is. Yeah, the yeah. entire government needs to get stoned Can at least box? once. They need to hotbox <laughs> parliament. <laughs> yeah, they all need to get stoned at least once before they start trying to fucking. No, that you dude, don't regulate dude, this shit. You, you need like an actual proper scientific experiment. So they need to get stoned. You need a control. So <laughs> you, build, you build a giant glass wall, get half a parliament stoned, get the other half, give them like Febreze or something. And then like start, start doing the comparisons, start doing the studies. These guys have to get stoned for like a month straight. <laughs> Before they're even allowed <laughs> to comment on this bill, uh, I feel I feel like it's going to be a work in progress. Like yeah, and I feel like even after the like the regulation has been put in place, I don't feel that much of it's going to be very concrete. It's going to have to be like an as the situation appears kind of basis, you know, because they, there's no way like without any kind of without any kind of concrete sort of regulation that they know for sure is a good way to go i don't feel like it's like a lot of the stuff's and, gonna stick until they get into those situations and kind yeah. of think of because the problem is is they they can think of all the different ways like you know they can kind of go all right so somebody comes to a fork in the road and if they go left they might get eaten by bears if they go right they might be eaten by jaguars. But you know what? What if a jaguar on the right path happens to wander over to the left path? Now there's an equal chance of that person being eaten by a bear or a jaguar yeah. because now there's jaguars on the bear path. But what if a bear wanders over to the right path? Like they just, there's no, they, they just don't know enough about it. There's yeah. just not enough information and nobody wants to pull the trigger, so they're going to have to well, kind of so work on it. You have a bunch of old fucks working on a bill using old fuck terminology, mm -hmm. perspective. I doubt any of them have smoked pot before, and even if they have, would never admit to it because it's illegal. It would tarnish their reputation. It would Everybody, straight up get you them. Either are dumb to the world of pot or are playing dumb to the world of pot. You have no other option. Yep. And you are trying to make a bill about the reasonable use of pot, having never done it in the first place. Yep. And it just, it's so hard for them to be like, well, this one time when I smoked pot, and they're like, but one time when I smoked the devil's lettuce, I tell you, blah, 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 my father came down and he gave me a whipping and I <laughs> promised never to do pot again. <laughs> it's evil and the devil. And trying to regulate something that's currently illegal is a little tough. Speaking of just uh, like, so how does it affect you? Speaking what, what you of uh, illegal, illegal. and <laughs> yeah. illegal and the devil. Uh, so the, speaking he, of a complete yeah, disconnection thing that. Car wanted us to talk about about the marijuana laws. Speaking of people that have no idea what doing pot is like, yeah, they apparently 
marijuana legalization is uh, g- going to lead to a communist revolution. Yeah. Uh, so what uh, fuckface is saying this today? Oh, some dingle frits. Uh, an Alberta MLA. Uh, let's see. Global news here. If my phone ever decides to work. Uh, Alberta MLA says marijuana legalization could lead to a communist revolution. revolution. Uh, the uh, United Conservative. Oh, my God. The United yeah, Conservative So he Party. proceeds to bring up China and the time they tried to legalize and tax opium back in the day. And the revolutionary uh, revolutionaries that... decided to rise up against the government like yeah basically what happened is like they rose up against the government but then it turned their economy to shit so then they were like wait don't do it and then you know it yeah so to quote him it uh we'll just start here um Uh, It uh, contributed to the Chinese Cultural Revolution under the communists, the execution of thousands of people, dealers were executed, fields were plowed and planted with real food, and I, for one, am not really willing to go down this road. I I love this part. The human tragedy of what's going to happen with this has yet to be revealed. Oh, Um, Given the that tragedy of Canada does not have the death penalty for one. <laughs> also, let's just look at it this way. Literally, all that will happen is that everybody that does it now will just do it more openly. Oh, like, like dudes. Dude, like everyone already does it. Everyone knows I, everybody that's, already does I it. I cannot wait till the till the pizza hut sale that's going to happen <laughs> on the first day it's legal uh, oh how many, my god how many food places are going to do discounts? oh god they're all going to have marijuana fucking legalization sales every it's single one of them it's going to be a positive reefer madness uh, oh like, my <laughs> god like fucking papa johns all of that shit they're all going to have fucking get your munchies pizzas like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, P- if like Pizza Hut brings back those dessert pizzas that oh, they yeah, used the to treats have. Of pizzas, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's gonna be. I wouldn't be surprised if like, Dairy Queen does it. I mean, on, only fucking Pizza Hut, by the way, would be like, yeah, we took a pizza, we put a bunch of fucking M and M's on it. Dairy Queen did that too. Yeah, well, except Dairy Queen just did basically a fucking. Uh, ice cream cake but in the shape of a pizza and just just so you know the mla that was saying all this is ron Orr. yeah well he's ucp that's all i fucking needed to know but like this is a man that i expect to refer to marijuana as like devil's lettuce fucking wacky tobacco the marijuana and united conservative party the party of small governments despite having the largest number of staff of any al- of any of the like, other Alberta so I'm also confused combined. by this statement. Is he saying Canada's communist? I don't know. Because that seems to be what he's implying. Yeah. I think what he's implying is He's that also talking about fucking opium. Or he's applying, implying that legalizing marijuana is going to make us communist and that we're going to have a revolution. I'm just, I'm just going to put it this way. <laughs> he, in some ways, might deserve this more than Tao. This tinfoil hat. <laughs> like, when, when you just start talking like no, 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 he's definitely like locked in 
the old dodgy fuck kind of like crabby bullshit kind of mindset where he's just like, oh, this fucking next the commies are going to move in and fucking then moon pies will go up to five dollars. Like, yes, grandpa, come on, come sit, eat your dinner. Yeah, he is. He is the epitome of a crazy grandfather stuck like, in the cold. I, I could have like, mistaken that guy for like a quote from a hobo outside Crack Max. Yeah, that's yep. it's just while jump like hyped up on opium. But I just I just like how, whatever. I just like how that was like his argument. Right. It's like, well, you know, like. 60 70 years ago in fucking china that's like, like american type scare tactics like oh, you'll yeah. convert to communism so, if you start used, smoking the weed so you mean typical be, conservative party of alberta bullshit that like, used to yes. be a legitimate scare tactic though is like because <laughs> they use that ages ago like and reefer madness was the I thing think and that's just the racial. cherry on top of all this but it's like you've got this stodgy old fuck going marijuana will ruin the economy and be the downfall of canada like what the fuck phone well stop moving to newfoundland and you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> my my this piece of shit phone thinks I'm in fucking Newfoundland now. Should have bought an Apple. It just, clearly you need somebody else to manage your operating system for you. Oh my god! Remember, oh my Apple god. just works. Yeah, apparently it's fucking one forty-eight a.m. Hot damn! But god, like fucking. the the old grandpa at the dinner table, like just crazy and senile. Yeah, that's what this guy. Is oh, yeah, like, is like hard. He's so just sounds so old and out of touch. He's still he's still stuck in the reefer madness days where they were like back when the commies to, were a real threat. Well, when they used to blame, so they used to blame marijuana for that. Just like oh, you know the the blacks are gonna come in and smoke that reefer and then rob everyone and rape your back, women. Back in the days when saying like you like, were going to hell was a legitimate threat. Well, yeah, and that's but they use that fucking scare tactic before. Now they just throw in fucking many. I, it's you know what I it wanted, is? it's an amalgamation of many shitty old scare tactics that were never actually a thing. They just fucking invented it to. To, well, you well, know, it, scare people. it used to be like, I, I don't know if they realize exactly just how many of the population, the millennials these days are either atheist or like some kind of agnostic spiritualist kind of thing. Yeah. And to say that, like, you know, the hand of God will smack you down or communism, which hasn't been relevant since I was born. Basically, like. It's, it's funny because just, it's get it weirdly is getting more relevant due to all of this like destroy capitalism bullshit that's happening on yeah. fucking Twitter and shit. But, but like we've never still not something we, I'm that we haven't worried been about. in any real danger from communism since the Cold War. Yeah, like because most rational people understand that communism is bad. And did, so did, did you know communism's these, bad? You know what? I will. Wow. I will arguably say. That that certain no. parts of communism were well thought out to be better. They, they for the were well intentioned. Well, let's, let's put it this way, okay? 
you get okay you have you build a shiny new so you go from horse and carriage to a motorized a motorized bus we'll thanks say. to capitalism okay by the way. well <laughs> thanks capitalism <laughs> so so let's just put it this way so if you get an ice cream we'll we'll use this analogy so you get an ice cream truck okay guy you'll get two ice cream trucks one you know regular average guy that drives the ice cream truck around you know slows down when children are playing you know sells sells the ice cream for a reasonable price to the kids make sure kids are happy and then you get another guy with an ice cream truck that drives the ice cream truck at 120 kilometers an hour <laughs> in a school zone it's it's whoever's at the helm so well, communism was a great idea but then you know you give it to some fuck that decides to be like okay everyone's equal except me and then it just fucks it like well, it just takes what it did is it over exaggerated all those little bits and they just like it's what well, I'm not it's like religion you you take the parts you like and you fucking amp them up to be the only part of that thing yeah because they well, work for you see, that's why the whole communism versus capitalism thing is a discussion I think we should have in a different episode where Agreed. we haven't already but, gone for like two hours so if, yeah like because if, that's like a three hour long conversation if, if pot did all the things to me the people said it would. I would be a gay communist hobo by now. Well, <laughs> you're halfway to one of those. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was you're, gay you're long bi, before I started. So I was bi long before I started smoking pot. Like, it's like half gay, you know? Half, yeah, half gay, half straight. So un unless like pot works retroactively. <laughs> maybe it does. So I'm not sure yet. It, it has, I mean, that's the time traveling powers. I just, I just want to know if you're, if you're half gay, does that mean you're like, gah? Or I'm an asexual. We, we don't really need to invent a new word for it because there's already one by, but uh, no, but I I need a different noun to describe myself because people don't acknowledge the existence <laughs> of bi people. I just I just want to know that I just want everyone to know that if you have if you have a few bucks and some extra time, you need to play the new South Park game, the Fracture Butthole, because there is you you get a character sheet and you have to fill it out as you play the game. You get to pick your fucking there is 900 genders like it took oh me my 40 God. it took me four like 40 minutes to choose my gender because that's like and i so can't what did you choose oh my god what was it it was a i i'm a demi flux yeah i gotta remember now what am i a demi flux capacitor non <laughs> yeah um what was it? Demiflux non-sexual something. I, I'll, you know what? I'll find out. I'll load up the game again. But it is like seven words to describe <laughs> my fucking gender and sexuality. And I'm awesome. just like, they all have, they all have a flag. Every single one has a flag. Oh my god! And they all have, and you get to pick, and then you get to pick your nationality, which that I remember. I'm a <laughs> Scandinavian Asian, which was pretty awesome. Um, 
<laughs> a Scandinavian. It was pretty great. But no, seriously, if you have some time, and then you can just look at how ridiculous that whole. Oh my god! Oh man! Anyway, anyway, sorry, off topic. We anyway. should get back to emails. Is what we should do. Yes, let's do emails. If we have, do we have emails? <laughs> emails. We've been going for quite a while. I have I we? agree with that. Yeah, it's it ten been, thirty. It has been quite a time. Yeah, let's. Uh, Let's, uh, uh, let's so do it. I'll, I'll read the first one uh, since I already have it loaded up here. That's probably for the best because I am getting there. Quite a fucking wall of text. Uh, all right, so we got one from Jay. Uh, hello, unfurled. Uh, apparently, my email wasn't sent in last time. I tried to send it in, so it seems like this is happening again, eh? Not this time. All right, so I will be going to Midwest Fur Fest at the end of the month. This is going to be the first time I fly on an airplane alone for the first time ever. The first time I fly on an airplane for the first time. Um, Feels like the first yeah. time. Uh, so my parents are actually kind of excited to see how things go. The question I have for you guys uh, has a little bit of backstory. Starting when I was a hormonal, stupid teenager back in the year 2007, I was 14 at the time, and in seventh grade, American middle school, my dad told me he'd be more than happy to get me a computer with the condition that he'd get free access to check it out every once in a while. A few months later, I stumbled upon a website by the name of Fur Affinity. At the time, I had only seen rumors and occasional mentions of it in the Pokemon fan site that I frequented. And all I knew about it is that compared to DeviantArt, it was far more mature. Uh, it had far more mature audience. See, what surprises me about this is that he was subscribed to DeviantArt and never saw porn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's fair. I opened an account and I was genuinely confused when it seemed to be pretty clean. A few weeks later, I realized that I hadn't set up. Uh, I hadn't set up my not my not birthday, uh, nor had I toggled the settings to see adult art. So it wasn't long before I started downloading all sorts of dirty, murry, purry, furry porn into my computer while also trying to be sneaky by trying to hide it all in some folder I never thought my dad would check, only to be thwarted by Apple's recent <laughs> images browser. Ah! Apple. Ah! Outing kids left and right. <laughs> uh, Teaching kids the important of covering the importance of covering their tracks. The Security. importance of not using Apple. Um, this was my dad's first introduction to furry. Beautiful. Oh um, Lord, just big old swinging dick. Yeah. Uh, naturally, he was furious with me, and rightfully so, because me being 14, he was worried that it would make me a zoophile or make me incapable of having a normal sexual relationship with another human being. Uh, at the time, I was angry with him because he didn't understand that I knew the difference between reality and fantasy, but in retrospect, I kind of do understand where he was coming from. Either way, he took my computer and hid it away, only for me to hop onto his own computer and on incognito mode continue. Oh my god, you were 14 when incognito mode existed. Oh. 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 I feel fucking so old. You kids well, are fucking are. privileged these days. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. We had to manually cover our tracks oh, with man. this shit. There was no incognito yeah, mode. When I was 14, fucking Google Chrome was new. <clears throat> you cleared that cache. You deleted those cookies. Oh, yeah. You deleted that browsing history. You went through If you were you... sneaky, you deleted each and every specific website yeah. that you visited within that history. Luckily, almost nothing had a recents tab, so that was a thing. That was good. That was good. Yeah, no, um, no recents tab, but 
This was also back in the day that anyone that like operated a computer knew about how those things worked. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've been caught by my parents before. Yeah. All right. Incognito mode. Continue browsing all the stupid porn I felt like finding. Because let's be honest, it's a it's human nature to want to do what you're told not to do. Truth. Uh, that said, let's jump back to the present. I'm only two weeks away at the time of writing this email from flying to Midwest Fur Fest in Rosemont, Illinois. I'm at the point where I want to share the furry phantom with them to the point where I have told them the place, the date, and the name of the convention. So if you wanted to do research on it, they are more than welcome to... I know that me saying I'm a furry should not be similar to a kid saying to their parents that they're gay. I know that furry is nothing more than a hobby and that shouldn't be talked about as if it were such a big deal. I'm not going to push the conversation. If they seem curious and want to ask about it, then I'll be more than happy to tell them. That said, how would you guys go around having this conversation, giving the small history lesson of my life? Any advice of any advice you would give if slash when they do ask me about it. Anyway, hope you guys are having a good day. I hope this email didn't disappear into the void like last time. Uh, Jay. So wow. I like this email mostly because it shows that you have a proper perspective. Yeah. So here's the thing. If you told them that you are fucking off on an airplane for the first time ever to a place and you gave them the name of the convention you're going to, they know. They, also, let oh, yeah, like they, I was going to say, so, they yeah, looked they, it up. There's a couple things in this story that I noticed. Like, one, you were 14 at the time. Your dad was doing, rightfully so, as he, your dad should he do. He was doing what dads are supposed to do. Your dad found something that he probably, in some way or another, told or at least implied that you shouldn't be going on those things. Well, let's yeah. let's put it this way: it was it was a parental figure that had probably almost zero information on the thing and, that he caught you doing so therefore <clears throat> would overreact like a parent would do just for the sheer thought and, of your and protection let's, and right? let's be honest here you're only real like the only thing you did wrong here was get caught and yeah, when like, you honestly, get caught doing something you're not supposed to you kind of have to deal with the consequences. Yeah. Well, you're and, 24 now. And and the other like th the other thing too is that when he caught you, it wasn't, you're going to hell, this is fucking dirty. Yeah. And it actually, was, the conversation... It was, I, you know, I'm worried you're not going to have a normal sex life, which... That that's is, the best conversation th you could have had. That is a pretty healthy way to look at it, and honestly, yeah. understandable. You you got off easy, dude. Yeah, porn, like, like nor to, to <laughs> a good parent... When they catch their kid looking at porn, the conversation isn't, this is dirty and gross. This is, you know, you're going to go to and hell. It's more, okay, you need to understand that this isn't reality. This isn't so, how real sex works. And, and actually, the, the relationship he seems to have with his dad is similar to what I had with mine growing up. Like, I had my own computers. I had access to them. But, like, it was understood that I wasn't going to do anything wrong with them and I wasn't very good at hiding my furriness, mostly because I didn't try. So you're 24 now. Your dad knows, your your parents know you're an adult. They know you like sex. They've done it before. Yep. Like, I think they're going to ask you the questions yeah. they want to know, and they're not going to ask the questions they don't want the answers to. Exactly. Yeah. They're old enough to know the difference. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is, like I said, you know, you said this is the first time you're going on an airplane and even your parents are excited. 
you told them the name of the con, they looked it up, man. They did. Yeah. But they they know you've told they're them, just not asking. You've told them where you're going, when, like, why? for how long, why, and they haven't kicked you out yet. Like, yeah. you're I, fine. I think it's, I think, you know, that was like a, that, I think honestly that was a super smart move. Yep. To give them the location and the time and everything, because that puts even the them name at of ease. the con. Well, that's that's what I mean. That puts them at ease, it and let, that it allows them shows... to trust you. Well, yeah, because you're no longer because nothing breeds mistrust like lying or glazing over shit or leaving out important details and being like, "Oh, I don't have to tell you where I'm going." You know what? If you're just open and honest about it, there's nothing that would probably make them more comfortable, especially at this point. Then yeah. just, you know, just own up. Just like, be like, this is what I'm doing. When don't don't glaze over. Don't tell and, them you're going to a well, friend's you know, house for a week. They're, like, they're going to ask you how your trip has been. You know, did you meet any new friends, et cetera. Yeah. Typical parent stuff. Like, just answer the questions they want to know. Just be upfront and honest, and, and that's what you were. And, that and, was and, and that's what I mean. Is Like, you told them the name of the con. I guarantee you they looked it up. The reason they haven't asked anything else is probably just because they don't really care uh, or you, don't want to know. Your dad probably looked it up, went, oh, it's that furry thing. And, you know... That was it. Your dad knows who you are. Your parents know who you are as a person. Like, they, they're not... They've he, He's literally seen the porn you look at. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that... <laughs> we've all been there. Uh, and so, so of your parents like uh, but as, they're just you with more experience that's it, it. Mm -hmm. specifically to your your question of any advice i'd give if and when they do ask about it just fucking tell them let, really let them, let them ask I mean, and let let you answer don't let okay. them on if you're having a shit ton of promiscuous sex with strangers yeah, but it, don't don't indulge details actually that... don't mention sex at all and you'll be fine. More specifically, probably don't tell them anything that you wouldn't want them telling you. Don't tell them <laughs> anything you wouldn't tell your job. Ah, uh, no, no. I, I wouldn't a lot, say that. In a lot of cases, I mean, just generally speaking, like, like you know how to talk I, to your parents. I mean, I hope. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't be the guy that's like, yeah, I took a ton of dick to your mom because the thing is. You know, imagine unless how, your mom specifically like, explicitly yeah, asked you how much dick you've taken. Hey, honey, how many dicks did you suck at the con? Yeah, which would be a really weird relationship with your parents. But like, that's the thing. As is, long as it's not just, bordering on incestuous. If, if like, you want to know what to tell them, just imagine it's your mom <laughs> telling you this stuff. And how you would well, feel hearing your mom, yeah, like, cause um, unless is, you're expecting you gotcha questions from yeah, your parents. Like, but like, that's the thing is you don't want to hear your parents talking about the great sex they had or the porn they looked at. You don't want to know. Tell and they don't, and, they and don't want to hear about your sex yeah, life. They don't want to know about unless yours. it's to know you're being safe. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, so, tell them, tell them exactly what you would tell somebody not in the fandom. Yeah, just mm -hmm. exactly. Talk, just, talk to them. Do, don't be like, don't be like, oh yeah, totally. You know. I mean, be honest. You know, like, right? but, but, that's what, but but I'm saying like, don't glaze over details, but just don't make those details. Well, like you don't have to be dishonest if you're not talking about we've, getting we've talked Like we've talked about like you know people that think that coming out to their parents as furry is a thing. Yeah, and I mean, like, really, the only thing you need to do is not act fucking weird about it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That's yeah. all you have to do. Yeah, but, I mean, just have 
Hey, honey, right? how was the con? Oh, it was good. If you, oh, what'd you do? Oh, I went to this really great place called fucking I mean, whatever. If and, you, and if you have that kind of relationship with your parents where you can talk about how big the dick you sucked was, fine. Go hard. But other than that, like, <laughs> like uh, uh, maybe I, I, don't go hard when explaining it to your parents. But, but. like, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, what kind of relationship you have with your parents and what kind of information they'd be comfortable with. And just be open and honest up to those limits. Like, that's and your all parents, you can Your do. parents have seen your browsing history and yet have somehow not disowned it, you. Well, so yeah, you're it's fine. obviously not that big of a deal. Y your parents are obviously cool with it if they haven't brought it up since then. Yeah, it's just again them bringing it up is probably more it's... just they don't want to know. Just like you wouldn't want to hear about what kind of porn your dad looks at. It's the unspoken handshake of of don't <laughs> See, ask, don't tell. Yeah. Know, yeah, I know what kind of porn my dad looks at, but you don't ask him I about it. No, I didn't ask him. You just but, saw it, and you're like, oh, gross. I was like, huh, those are on my account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, be open and honest up to the limits that you know your parents are comfortable with. That's all I can really Et cetera, et cetera, yeah. yeah. You, you know how to deal with your parents. Just be normal. Yeah, exactly. Don't do anything we wouldn't do, probably. Uh, who's next? Uh, there's only one left. Uh, do you want it? Doesn't matter. You can have it if you want. No, you go for it. All right. So, Talu writes in. Hello, Talu. Um, being yourself. Dear Unfurled, I'm writing this week to ask about something I don't know the answer to and seek your wisdom on. Do you ever find yourself holding back your true self around your friends for fear of upsetting or even losing them due to your interests or past exploits, even if those are relatively benign? A part of me knows that true friends won't leave you behind over things like that. Within reason, of course, but another is cautious and treads softly to avoid conflict. How do you handle this kind of thing if it's something you deal with? Um. So, so <clears throat> who wants you? You go, Tal. Th this is a bit of a nuanced. Like I, I've actually question. been considering this particular. Like I haven't read this email, but I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Yeah, I mean. It's actually kind of especially fresh to me because I just had like a few nights ago, I had like this really vivid nightmare of like my friends all like disowning me and shit. Oh, it was yeah. Kind of brutal. And I went and like went on Twitter and started professing my love for my friends and shit. Anyway, um, I mean, it's a it's a bit of a difficult thing because on one hand, uh, everybody do does act a little bit differently. It's uh, when they're it not alone is truly impossible to get around. Yeah. Well, We're, you can't have that without everyone being the exact same person. Well, but not only that, like every <clears throat> acting, not quite yourself around people happens a lot of the time just due to the social contract. Right. Like you, you don't walk around like if you walk around naked at home, you don't walk around naked in public. Like it's you know, for the, it's, it's for the it's, same reason it's not appropriate to punch people in public because you're angry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you there are certain things you just need to not talk about for the sake of civility. Keeping, yeah. Civility. 
Good. Right? That's a good word for it. It's just like I said, it's the it's the social contract, right? There is like this baseline that we, you know, these unspoken rules that we kind of all adhere to that way, you know, we can all cooperate together in a normal well not normal's a bad word uh we can all cooperate together in a relatively uh painless way also right that's sort of the goal and uh but the thing is when it comes to friends friends are a little different uh myself i sort of have a policy with my friends of pretty intense amounts of honesty i don't hide yeah. a lot of shit from my friends yeah like i I don't like confrontation, but I also don't like lying. Yeah. I would rather be honest with somebody to let them know what my intentions and my feelings actually are, as opposed to someone who just wants to put on the face. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like, but know. there's also nuance to actually interacting with other people, like how how long you've been friends with somebody dictates how inappropriate you can be with them. Yeah. How inappropriate you want to be might not be right for one of your friends while it's perfectly all right with the other. And, and like, it's one thing, like, say you're pissed off at somebody, but you're not so pissed off that you want to cause, like, a rift in the friendship. So you just kind of suck it up and deal with it, and you're pissed off for a while, and that's that. But you just act all happy and whatever around them just for the sake of keeping up appearances fine that's like a situation right but where you know and, it, it also and depends are... on what you feel like being yourself is exactly like i'm the kind of person where you know if i have an issue for the most part i'm probably going to keep it to myself because most of the time the issue goes away that's, and I don't have to worry about it. Like, yeah, like I you can do over it. You, you sleep it off, basically. Basically, right? exactly. Yeah. And then that way, I might be pissed off, but then it doesn't cause a bunch of drama. I'm going to have to deal with it at a later date. That, Fine. That realistically uh, is not almost never worth it because it's yeah, like pick your battles. Right? There's a exactly. risk-reward scenario when it comes to this. Like, does, you know, the thing that happened, does it upset you enough to that take a affirmative action towards the alternative yeah. like well, is it worth the time and the repercussions of what's going to happen over something that may be so silly that you really just need to you know you basically just need need to deal with your shit yeah. take a few moments think it over and go you know what maybe i'm being the asshole. like yeah pretend and pretend well and even if you're it. not being the asshole pretend you're in traffic it's rush hour people drive like assholes all the time yeah somebody cuts you off but what do you do yeah you have one of two op well three options you get out of the car immediately and start a fight <laughs> you follow them home start a fight <laughs> Or you drive away yeah, let it in your go. magical horseless carriage. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is, so there is sort of this balance of, you know, being yourself and also not starting fights. But I do think part of the question that he's asking here is about like acting like yourself and not trying to pretend some to be well, somebody you're not. Therein lies the question, what kind of a person do you feel like you are? are yeah. that you're hiding from people and what do you feel like you're hiding from people exactly you should and you know what honestly if these people have if these people have become your friends i feel as though that they would they would definitely reach the realm of understanding 
that whatever whatever you're just kind of into or whatever they're kind of i'm pretty sure that they if they're your friend they should be fairly accepting as far as most stuff goes some of it may be difficult to accept but at the on the the one hand though part of entering the friendship contract is being willing to accept that person as that person and i would hope that these things are fairly benign it's like if your urge if, if you feel like the person you are is a serial rapist yep don't be that person and yeah. if I mean, the person you want to be is the guy who plays the piano, play the piano, talk to people about it, do whatever. And, and like, I've always been of the opinion that, you know, my friends, like, I never understood, like, pretending to be a bunch of shit that I'm not. Because the thing is that the people who get close to you will inevitably realize that you're not that well, thing. Yeah. My friends like, would not be my friends if they didn't accept me exactly. already. And it's, it's got to be exhausting to be someone, try to be someone so, else all the time. Yeah, so I just, like, that's the thing and is all... I can't imagine the, the web of lies that would create. Yeah, so, and, and that's why with me, all of the people who know me, know me. And I don't hide a lot of shit. I really don't. Yeah. Hell, my fucking After Dark account is right fucking there. Any one of my friends, and most of them do, follow it. Most of your friends have seen you naked. Most of my friends have seen my dick. You know, they're like, it. it's, they, they uh, basically all of them know what I'm into. It, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, shit that I never bothered Hiding. And the fact because that you're a freak of nature has no bearing on whether or not I continue to be friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is, you know, did that cause friction with some people? Sure. Absolutely. But the thing is... Those are the kinds of people who already didn't really accept you now, don't they? Exactly. The Why am I going to be friends with people who like, didn't they're, accept They're me? looking at the things that interest you as opposed to the kind of person you are. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're more so judging you on kind of the smaller picture, which doesn't necessarily like, which realistically they shouldn't. I don't know. Like, you can't necessarily, if, a, if a, somebody was willing to effectively base how much they like you on whether or not you wear, you know, corduroy or denim or, you know, yeah. effectively, right. Yep. Like going down to kind of like the base, like the base framework of, personal choices um they probably aren't worth having around if somebody the the basis of it is is if somebody's if somebody's company makes your life worse then i feel it's not acceptable to have them around anymore for your life because they've now become a detriment and a negative impact. Also Orky in the chat is claiming that he hasn't seen me naked, but I know for a fact that he has because we've been to the, uh, uh, we went to that swim thing together, Orky, and I was in the change room and you were there and I did get naked. Uh, and I mean, you can claim you didn't look all you want, but I mean, I guarantee you there was a point where I, like, said something and you looked in my general direction. And you were just hip-thrusting and waggling your dick. And- <laughs> I mean, so you, you, I know that you have at least seen 
me while naked. And like so, I am, I am so desensitized to seeing people naked. I do not give a shit. Like fucking uh, everyone. Honestly, just get naked. It'll you'll feel so much better. Honestly, yeah. it was like my only initial like, huh? I wonder what that'll be like when I went to Japan. Yeah, because I know for a fact because one of the hotels that was booked was in a very nice bathhouse. So I knew for a fact there would be naked time. Yep. And public naked time. Oh, and this is the one that lets you in because of your tattoos, right? Yes. <laughs> I knew for a fact there would be naked time. And honestly... Wait, how did that go with the tattoos? It was fine. Yeah. Other than uh, we just weren't allowed into one big popular public one. But the spot, like the 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 bathhouse was... They were huh. they were amazing. They didn't say cool. a single word. And nobody else said a single word either. Like, there was no... I didn't get... Nobody gave me dirty looks. Nobody gave me... Everybody was just like, ah. That, you know what? The biggest thing? It'd be different if I was native Japanese with tattoos. Much different. Yeah. Considerably different. But I'm a Westerner with tattoos that is... Clearly didn't speak much of the language... Yeah, dir and dirty Western spy, as white as the sandy beach. Exactly, <laughs> like L L Ginger Mick, fucking pale face. So, um, it was very obvious. So yeah. that is fine, and they are well aware of that, and they know that it's a thing, and there is no big deal. But you know what? Once you just get over your shit, like most things, it makes it much easier. And honestly, once I was just like, fuck it, whatever, I'm going to walk around nude. It doesn't matter because it realistically, it doesn't matter. No. Like you're just like, as the less fucks you give. Like, I, I get it. I understand why the old men in, you know, the World Health or the YMCA just walk around naked, sit in the chairs, because it doesn't watch matter. TV. They don't give a shit. Like... There's so many more important things to life than worrying about how many clothes you have on. Yeah, but, or worrying about what other people think of your dong. But we we have back, gotten pretty far off. Topic. Yeah, back back on topic. Um, I would also consider why you feel like you need to change yourself around your friends, whether it's something you're embarrassed about or something you feel like they disown uh, you it's, over. It's no different than the previous conversation. Be yourself as often as humanly possible which yeah. realistically is almost always obviously you have to stifle certain things in and certain groups but for the most part always be yourself because it's so exhausting trying to be someone else you're not yeah. supposed to be honest and open fucking communicate in literally friendship relationship marriage whatever oh. communication is paramount to success of any relationship ever so always talk always be honest be open say your feelings pick your battles fucking and yeah. just be a I mean, human this, like, this somewhat goes towards like the whole coming out as furry thing it's like just don't well be an overbearing dickhole well but the the big thing is if you're not being yourself around people you call friends they're not friends with you they're friends with the person you're pretending to be yeah, they're, yep. they're not they're not technically your friends because you're <laughs> So, I don't know. Just be yourself and if, you know, some of them decide they don't fucking like you, well, they don't like you. And you'll find other people who do. Yep. 
<laughs> there's always so. there's there's a ton of people on this planet, and you'll find people that will accept you for who you are. Yep. I'm thinking of the small subsection that that kind of advice doesn't help. I just hope you're not one of those people for that reason. <laughs> uh, well, they listen to the show. So. so uh, um, and Talu. Sorry, uh, you're doomed. <laughs> um, and Talu continues, uh, keep the mics hot, the claws clattering, the feathers flailing, the hooves hustling, the horns honed, and the tails trailing. Your fan, Talu. P.S. Apologies if this is not the sort of topic you prefer addressing on the podcast, but we definitely do, and thank you for taking the time to oh, write I'd in. Oh, I love talking about stuff like this. So! Because it's real shit. It's uh, one of the only things I have a valid perspective on. <laughs> uh, so, this has been a fairly long cast, so I'm going to wrap things up here. Long cast. Um... We would like to thank Omari and Scream Fox for the logo and uh, music, respectively. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, be sure to hit that like and subscribe and all that shit because it helps our numbers and our numbers make us grow fast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, anything like that, you can go to our website, unfurled.net, where there's links to our Telegram chat. Uh, and if you don't want to talk to people, you can just join the Telegram channel where we announce these things. Uh, there's also links to our Twitter, uh, iTunes, uh, Patreon, all that kind of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there is also our email, us at unfurled.net. That's us at unfurled.net. Or once again, on that website, there is the contact form that you can use, uh, which sends us email right to our inbox. Um, what else is there? Oh, yeah. Very big thank you to all of our patrons. Thank uh, you, patrons. You guys do help us out quite a lot. Uh, you know, we're always trying to improve things and make things work better. Uh, so, you know, it just, it helps us, you know, keep the podcast going. So, uh, thank you very much to that. Literally every cent counts. So don't feel like, you know, if you can't contribute much that it doesn't matter. It it really does. And we really appreciate every single one of you guys. Honestly, even the, even you considering Sending us money is appreciated. Yeah, it really is. Um, But other than that, uh, thank you for listening and have a good night. Bye-bye, everyone. And as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And beware, Foxilla. Oh, you didn't make him wait this time. <laughs>